Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. What's going on, Jackson? Glad to have you along on a Friday afternoon. You heard the man. My name's Chase Channel, and this is Strictly Business. Every week we get together for a couple hours, and we talk about life, we talk about business, and we talk about the things that you want to hear about. If this is your first time catching the show, we're glad to have you along, and you just might learn something. And if you're one of the veterans out there that listens every week, uh, just know that I appreciate you. Whether you're in West Tennessee or wherever in the world you are, it's always, uh, I do this for the listeners, and I'm always going to do it for the listeners. So as long as you're listening, I'm going to keep on doing it. But just to get the day started, I want to get something off my chest. And it's been bothering me all week because I'm just so sick of hearing it. Is people who just everything is somebody else's fault. And this victim mentality, it's just outrageous. And I'm tired of it. I hope you're tired of it. Because we got to put an end to it. I was listening to uh, the Dave Ramsey podcast this week, and he had a caller call in. And she says, uh, well, you know, I got screwed on a car. And, you know, I'm in the car business, and I'm smart enough to realize that there's people that get good deals and bad deals. But the thing about it is, is at what point are we going to start taking ownership for our choices? Because if you get a bad deal in life or on a car or on anything. It's your fault and nobody else's. And I just feel like that in business, there's so much of this, well, it's because of this and these excuses and it's not my fault because there's just no ownership. And I can tell you one thing, a lot of people in my life have always said, you know, well, how did you get where you were? Or how did you become a general manager so fast? And, you know, how'd you become successful? One of the things is, is just accepting when I'm in the wrong. And it happens. It happens uh, all the time. And, you know, it's just one of those things that you say, I've got to live with because I'm wrong. But I always say, if you just fall on the sword, you understand that you were in the wrong and you learn from it and you move forward, then it's not that big of a deal. When it becomes a big deal is when it's repetitive. And, you know, I feel like so many business people out there in the world, they've got all these great ideas, but there's no execution. So in this week's show, we're going to talk about how to execute on your ideas, how to get your business up off the ground, how to get the idea out of your mind and get it going in real life. We're going to visit with Uncle Sid. We're going to talk about marketing in detail, and we're going to break out um, basically how all the things that I view when looking at marketing and also how to understand, you know, what should your marketing budget be? How much dollars should you allocate for uh, maybe a specific type of marketing? how to look at what marketing's working for your company. And, uh, you know, but I just feel like that in this first, first segment of the show, I really wanted to talk about this victim mentality, this I got, a, I got screwed on a deal. Well, if you got screwed, it's your own fault. Maybe you should do your homework. Maybe you should learn to know what you're talking about. One of the biggest advantages I've had in business and in life is I got some street smarts. And street smarts really make the difference because, it keeps you from getting what I like to call hustled. So, 
you know, a, a lot of you that know me or listen to the show have heard me talk about pool and my life story and that, you know, I spent a lot of time in the pool hall. One of the things I can tell you about hanging around pool players in my life is they got more angles than a geometry book. So if you're, you're going to figure out pretty soon that every person that you meet is working an angle. And when I say working an angle, it means they're looking for an opportunity to take advantage of you, usually for financial gain. Most, I mean, there's so many scams in the world and so many people I see get taken advantage of. And it's all because, A, they're usually gullible. B, they don't think things through. And C, most scams operate out of fear. They come in and they think, well, if I scare them into this, then they'll make decisions that are basically crazy. I was talking with a friend of mine this week and he said, yeah, he says one of my friend's moms basically been getting scammed and she was so embarrassed about it and so scared she wouldn't even tell her kids about it. So at what point are we going to step up and say, you know what, we've got to educate ourselves. And if it doesn't sound right, then I'm not going to go forward with it. So just remember that in life, whether it's the pool hall, no matter where you're at, is people are always going to be looking for that angle. They're always going to be looking to take advantage of you, especially if you're weak. When I say weak, I'm talking about weak-minded. And there's a lot of people out there that that's the case. When, when, when you meet me real quick, you think, man, we're not going to be able to take advantage of this guy. And it's because I show up with my A game ready to get after it. So let's just talk about, because I had a lot of people commenting on the Facebook page and posting up some questions. And they say, you know, how do I get my business going? I want to start a business. I've got this, you know, I got this great idea, but I want to talk about what's stopping you and how you go from the plan to the outcome. So how do you take off in business? The first thing you got to determine is, and you might want to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. You can write these down because you always are going to want to go back to them. One of the things about a great entrepreneur or business person is you're always going to be coming up with great ideas and great ways to build on to your existing concept. So it's important to realize each time you want to think it through just like this. If you got questions or comments, you want to get in on the action, you can. As always, head over to facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show, or you can shoot us a text to the Victory Honda text line at 731-215-0158. So how to take off. So step one is, is my plan any good? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the first thing you got to analyze is, is my business plan even sustainable? Is it a good business plan? Now, there's more to it, and let's take it a step further. So this is kind of the second step that I look at. Usually if you believe in it enough that you make a business plan out of it, you probably think you have a good plan. So step two is, is can your business plan make the kind of money that you want? Now, what I mean by that is, is do you have a sustainable idea that generates the type of income that you want to make? Here's an example. A friend of mine, he said, Chase, I always wanted to be in the vending business. I said, man, that vending business can be fantastic. I think that's a great idea. So what's your plan? He says, well, I think, uh, you know, if I go on eBay, I can buy some of these, uh, you know, vending machines and they're kind of cheaper. If I buy like 10 machines and I get some locations and put them out there, I'll have a lot of, you know, extra income coming in. And I said, okay. I said, so you're going to keep your job. Well, no, I'm going to primarily, you know, do that for income. So, well, how much do you think your average machine's going to bring in? He says, well, I'm not real sure. So this is a perfect concept of somebody who has a good idea and just hasn't thought through the plan. 
in that scenario, you're going to want to know, A, what's your average take on each machine? How many machines you're going to have out there? Then, I mean, real quick, you can figure out, is that enough money for me to live on or not? And then also you have to take into consideration other things like, what if somebody comes by and they're driving along and they smash my machine and then they take off in their car? So I got no insurance money from them. I just have a busted machine that the only way I make money is if it works. So you have to take into account, you know, expenses for repairs and things like that. So thinking about is your plan good is step one. Step two is can you make the kind of money that you want? There's so many of these like uh, multi-level marketing or whatever you call them businesses where people say, well, I'm going to, you know, sell whatever product. I'm not going to mention any names so I can try to keep the peace with everybody. But it's, and that's great, but how many, what's the most successful person out there doing? What's the average person out there doing? And what's the lowest people out there doing? Because you got to know those things before making decisions to say, is this sustainable and can I make the kind of money that I want? Number three is, is this long-term what I want for myself and or my family? Now, the reason that I bring that up is family is an important part of business. Now, what I mean by that is, is having support either for it or against it. You might come up with a great business idea, but if every night when you get home, your wife says, well, you spend too much time away from me and the kids and, and this, or your husband, if maybe you uh, a female and you do the same thing and you have a business. So the first thing is, is, is your family on board? Is it long-term what I want for my family and for myself? Here's another example. Let's say that I want to go out and open up a gentleman's club. Is that good for my family? Is it good? Maybe it's, maybe it's a great business concept. Maybe you're going to make tons of money doing it. But is that really something that you want your kids to be associated with or your family or later on down the road? So you have to think about all these things in business. And I like to use extreme examples just like that because it makes you go, oh, wow, okay, I see what, I see what he's talking about. So it's more than just, hey, is this going to work? It's we got to think it through. The fourth thing that I always look at is – what does this look like in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 50 years, and 100 years? Now, here's some things to think about when you think about the time is most businesses fail. In fact, almost all businesses fail. The question is, is do they fail long-term or short-term? Now, Think about General Motors as a good example when they went through the bailout. Nobody would have ever guessed in 100 million years that the General Motors would fail, but they did. Now, understanding they, you know, they they had a bailout and whatever their current situation is, you know, I think that's still debatable, but the point being is is that you have to think down the road as to the strategy. Who's going to carry the torch? What if you don't have kids, you have children and they don't even like business? What's what's the next plan? So realizing that you have to look at the whole plan of the business in the future and say, is this something that will make sense? Now, most businesses, you know, you either have a sales-based business or service-based business, meaning you're either going to sell something and make money or you're going to provide a service that people are going to buy and they need that service. You know, so it's basically like a, like in, like in, if, as an example, maybe like an accounting business that will provide services to that. You're still making a sale but it's a service industry side of the business versus I need to go sell X amount of products, you know, to, to run my business. So, and then there's some products like, like automobiles, for instance, where we sell them and then those items become items which need serviced. So kind of a combination of both, if you will, which is why we call in our business, we call sales, uh, 
variable operations and we call service fixed operations. And it's because one of them varies because sales go up and down. Fixed operations is more of a fixed business because each month we know about how many clients we're going to see and about how much the average ticket is and what that equates to. So understanding is this business, I got this great idea. Now what do I do, right? How do I get it? How do I get it going? How do I pull the trigger? So talking about pulling the trigger a little bit, let's say that you come up with this great idea. And I'm just going to give you an example. And I'm very, very fortunate to be partnered with uh, such a great radio station, 93.1 and Grace Broadcasting. And, uh, you know, Tim November has been a, a fantastic help and supporter of me since early on. And, you know, in the beginning, I had this idea. I said, well, I think I can bring something, you know, to the people that they're not getting anywhere else. And then a lot of, a lot of, a lot of it's not even talked about. And Tim really shared my vision and, and supported me and said, yeah, I think, you know, we can do this. And then the station's been, been more than gracious. And, you know, uh, we're a growing station. I think I can speak for the station on, on this, even though uh, they probably don't want me to, but it's a growing station. Uh, you know, I know that they're, adding to the lineup they're adding uh you know more things into the shows i mean we get the morning kicked off every morning with a fantastic show with steve bowers and blue suede forever and all all these guys jimmy duke then you know jumps in at 10 and we got schofield and mccoy uh you know that do a fantastic job and now uh john's you know joining up and doing his show from uh from one to three but in in all these things that they're doing is uh they've been super supportive of me in, in this show so in the beginning i said Okay, I'm thinking about doing this. Now, what's the next step? Like, how do, how do you take action with your idea? For me, I said, okay, well, the first thing is I'm going to have to figure out a way to record it. So then I'm going to have to figure out a way to produce it. Then I'm going to have to figure out. So I'm going to have to know the engineering side. I already had what I felt like was the talent side. So I know that I can deliver the content and that I... so. One part of the puzzle's done. Now I have to figure out these other things. Here's the, the challenges that I faced is I'm not a broadcaster. I have no broadcast background. I don't know how to use anything to do with recording. I've never recorded anything prior to this show. I don't even think I've ever recorded a phone call. So here I am and I want to go on air and do this. And so I think, okay, well, how, how can I figure it out? Now, taking those steps from, from my mind to the station and then basically saying, okay, how, how do I make this happen? Now, the next thing is, and this is, a, a, I think, a really cool part of it is understanding that I didn't just take the idea and say, okay, I'm going to quit my job and go to the, uh, the station and then every Friday I'm going to record my show. I said, okay, I work a full-time job with a lot of responsibilities. How can I fit this in to my life and my schedule? And the answer was there was no easy way. I mean, there, there's no simple factor. And through talking with Tim and talking through the station, I basically came up with that I would pre-record the show so that we could air it. And then that would give me the flexibility to basically record the show anytime I can find the time. So each week, I never know when, I basically do the show when I can find the time to do it. Then it gives me the opportunity I learned about. I mean, and, and as, if you've listened to the shows from, from day one, you've probably been able to notice that each time they get a little better, the sound quality gets a little better, the content, uh, I guess that could vary, but it's just funny in, in the progressions and in, in me knowing myself and, and figuring out how to do it and figuring out what I'm doing. Um, 
But through all that was taking action. So I didn't let the problem say, well, man, gee whiz, I'd really like to do that. But then just never take any action. The first thing is, is, you know, networking and figuring out. And I talked with, you know, people who, who were in the industry, people who, who, who do the business and, and go through all these things. So realizing that when you have those great ideas, you have to get them out of your head and onto paper. And then you don't want to just let them set on paper. You want to make sure that, uh, that we execute on those, on those ideas. A couple texts coming in on the Victory Honda text line. So we're going to go to those and check out those. Uh, Victory Honda text line. The number is 731-215-0158. You can text in anytime you want. I try to read them. Some shows I do better than others, but I promise that I will continue to make an effort. Uh, this text says, we love the show. We listen every week. That's fantastic. Appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of comments on Facebook. we got listeners all over the world. Uh, even had a message from a, a listener in New Zealand, so we appreciate you listening. If, uh, if, you don't, if you're not near the station here in West Tennessee where you can hear us, you can always uh, download the iHeartRadio app, type in the search field, the Chase Channel Show, and then once you've found it, it'll throw it in your library. Every time you want to listen, you can just open it up, press play, listen to it in your car with your headphones, wherever you want to listen. And also, it'll send you an email each week when the new show's uh, launched, so you can check out all the new episodes. You can also catch it. I've added the show to YouTube, so... Anytime you have a computer or you have YouTube, you can type in the Chase Channel Show. Or as always, here on 93.1, uh, every Friday from 1 to 3, and then tomorrow morning, we do a replay from 9 to 11. The show is also available on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and uh, we added it to Alexa, Spreaker, Libsyn. There's a lot of different sites out there digitally, so odds are if you listen to content online, you can find it. And if you can't, no problem, head over to facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show, and you can always click the link there, which will get you to it. So if you ever have problems uh, finding it or you need help, no problem, just go to Facebook. You can shoot me a message. If you ever have something that you want to talk about, business-related, investment-related, you can always go to the Facebook page and you can shoot me a message. I do answer them all. Sometimes it takes me a, a day or a few hours, but I promise I do get to all the things that are on there. But just remember that when you think about these business ideas and these concepts and you say, okay, I have this wonderful idea that you got to get it out there. I've said this for many, many years. The best business ideas in the world can be found in the graveyard. And it's because so many of us are creative and have these creative minds. And then we don't have any execution because we just think, man, that's too hard. I don't have enough money. I don't know enough about it. I can tell you that, that this show is a, is a perfect testament to you don't have to be an expert. You can figure it out as you go. And the great news is, is, as all of you have been patient with me through my learning process, is that each week it gets a little better. You know, I figure it becomes a little smoother for me. It becomes uh, a little easier for, and, and when I say smoother, just so everyone understands, is it's not like you press record and you start talking and then you say, okay, I'm done. That's what I thought it would be when I started, but you actually um, have to do a full post-production of the show, which is very difficult. You do the voice, I mean, any sounds and breaths and all this stuff that I did one show at one of the first ones and I recorded it like 60 decibels too low. So every, you could literally, it was like, <gasps> it was ridiculous. The, the, the breaths, I think even uh, uh, one of the listeners, Chuck Walker, Chuck's a great guy. And I uh, always enjoy talking to him every time I get a chance. But he called uh, 
he called in uh, to Tim and said, "Hey, man, you know, I don't. I think Chase is dying on the air." But it was because I'd recorded the entire show fifty decibels too low. Well, the software's you know advanced to where you can just crank it up. The problem is when you crank it up, all those low sounds all of a sudden come out. So it was horrible. I figured it out and you know got through it, and I haven't made that mistake since. But it's funny how is you just got to realize that things aren't always going to go exactly how you want them. And that's okay. You just have to say, I'm going to figure out how to get through it, take it step by step. And just, I always say everything works out in the end and it do, it just does. So as long as you kind of have that can do attitude and say, I'm going to take it on and figure it out as I go and realize that it's not going to be perfect. Um, I can tell you this, that I'm very proud of the final product when I'm done. I say, okay, this this is a great show. And each week I put my heart into it. I spend a lot of time in, in preparation for the show and planning. And, and, and then, you know, so like this two-hour show, it, it literally takes me probably more like, I would say around 10 hours to do in total. And that's a lot of time when you work, you know, 70, 80 hours a week as it is, plus then you, you do that. But I do it because I love it, and I do it because I feel like if it just helps one person out there, make a change in their life to do better, then it was worth it. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to get with Uncle Sid, and we're going to get into marketing. So if you want to – now, here's the great thing about marketing. Some of you might think, well, hey, man, I'm not in business. I don't care about marketing. That's not true. We're going to talk about personal branding, marketing, social media, how to make sure that you have a presence online, what you should be posting, either personal or business content. So you're not going to want to miss it from the expert himself, Mr. Sid Michael. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. In life, we come to expect certain things. Light bulbs light, tigers roar, bowling balls roll. But what if we came to expect something more? At Honda, that's just what we do. And it's led us to the new Honda Accord LX, a sedan as captivating as it is beautiful looking. In fact, it's our most sophisticated vehicle ever. With more torque and passenger volume than a Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima. With advanced safety and driver assistive features that come standard, like Honda Sensing. And a turbocharged engine with 192 horsepower. That's more than a Nissan Altima. Plus, the Accord has won Car and Driver's 10 best, a record 32 times. Clearly, it's time to change what you can expect from a midsize sedan. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer and test drive the Honda Accord today to see what expecting more gets you. Comparison made to comparably equipped models, Car and Driver, January 2018. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. It's the 
summer blockbuster sales event. And it's the best time to buy at Victory Honda of Jackson. From now through the end of the month, you can drive home any select vehicle in stock. And you won't have to make a payment until 2019. That's right. No payments until next year. Plus, we'll give you 125% of the book value for your trade-in. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com. Then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and drive home a brand new Honda. And make no payments until 2019. And get 125% of the book value for your trade. But hurry, this won't last long. Come in today for the Summer Blockbuster Sales Event at Victory Honda. With approved credit through Honda Financial Services. Not all buyers or vehicles will qualify. Payments deferred by lender. Offer valid on select models. Offer does not combine. Plus tax title, license, and 499 dot fees. 125% of the black book wholesale value minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not valid on previous purchases. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 63018.
Money Talks, ACDC. We're back, and you're listening to Strictly Business. My name's Chase Channel, and I have a special guest, as promised, in studio, Uncle Sid, the marketing expert. Buddy, can you tell I'm in town all month or what? I mean, we're kind of taking the exclusivity of uh, Sid just popping in around here away. Well, you know, I mean, it's just nice to have you. So I like to make sure I milk you while I can. <laughs> milk me like an old moo cow. Hey, man, I, I want to talk about something. On the way over here, I heard you talking about the uh, the lady that says she got screwed on. on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, let's just talk about that. Let's talk about real money. If, if Ramsey's going to talk about money, let's talk about money. All right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The, the lady got financed with CAC, right? <laughs> Which is is pretty much a courtesy delivery for a dealer. Right. You're doing it as a favor. Right. Not thank you for getting me financed because I could have not had a car <laughs> and how would a life went. I got screwed because I paid 19 grand for a Patriot, which is, yeah, that's right. Because you're going to take all 72 payments to pay it, lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't paying off no debt. <laughs> you are debt. You know what I mean? God, I hate, you know, you know. You're talking about victims. I, I just want to be the first one to say straight up. And, and trust me, sometimes I got to suck it up myself. Yeah. How many, you know, I've been to these events and, I, and I've sat around the table with some studs. How many millionaires you know that are a victim? None. How many successful people do you know in this world that are a victim? That's what I was talking about, too. I said, you know, that's one of the things that's always helped me is I just take ownership of it. Fall on the sword and it's you over. You have to take ownership of it. Listen, and I don't talk about this guy often, but he does have some gold nuggets, and I just want to I want to I want to mention Grant Cardone. Yeah. All right. You know, and Uncle and, G. And, Uncle G, baby. <laughs> right, dude. He said something in his 10x book, and and I have to give credit where credit is due. He said something in his 10x book that was the realest thing I've ever heard, ever, and it changed my life, and it really did. And I have to give him credit for it. Do, do we got to pay homage or something, or do I got to pay him credit if I say his name? Or No, whatever? no, I, okay. I'm anxious to hear it. Well, well he, he made it clear. He said, listen, you paid your bills on time. Your gas gets cut off. You have no heat, no hot water. Kids can't go to school with a shower. You paid your bill on time. Your electricity got cut off is what he said, actually. He said your electricity got cut off. Your kids can't take a shower. They're in the dark. You right. Know, the whole thing. Whose fault is it? And... Everybody's like, well, that power company, man, if I paid that bill on time, you know, and, 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 and naturally that's what most people say. And he's like, wrong, dude, it's your fault for not having a generator. And that's fact. Well, it, it, I think ultimate ownership is something that's so overlooked because it's so much easier to be the victim. And so many people just pass. It's, it's dude, just sickening. It is sickening. I'm telling you right there, that little tweak in mindset will be the difference between success and failure in, in 50% of the people. We just had a, a, a text come in on the Victory Honda text line that says, I got my car loan with CAC too. So there you go. <laughs> well, hey, listen, CAC has a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, and, and there's a reason why. But see, if we're just going to talk openly about money and let's just talk about car loans and the way they work, people don't understand that, first off, like, if you knock somebody's head off in the car business, you might make 5 to 6%. Right. Every day that you're wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt or a polo shirt or you buy the name, you know, the colonial name bread, you're paying three, four, five hundred, a thousand percent markup. Right. And car guys try and make 4 to 5%. They get you financed. And then they, then they, then you, they got to deal with you going around everywhere saying that they screwed you. 
Right. I'm telling you, I want to start writing a blog that seriously, and I'm going to name it. If a car guy did that, he'd be in prison. Well, we were talking about the fees that you get. Like, I call my cell phone company. I'm like, hey, I signed up for 99 bucks a month. My bill's 300. What? <laughs> Dude, I'm about to go to prepaid mobile to protect myself. <laughs> it, it really, there, I mean, and and one of the things Sid, what Sid's talking about too is, is that in the car world and lending, we go through tons of compliance training to make sure that we're doing things the right way. That's what I did for Southeast Toyota. Yeah, we handle money the right way. We handle the consumer's information the right way. And I'm not saying that there aren't dealers out there that, that misuse it, but the majority, especially in today's world, are, are using it correctly and, and protecting it versus... So a lot of times when we see things come up, we go, wait a minute, <laughs> we would never get away with that. No, and ever. And so it, it is frustrating because so many industries have... And there was a... Um, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard of them, Sid, but it's called the CFPB, which stands for Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or something like that. Well, one of the things that uh, President Trump just did was got rid of the CFPB. And I, I don't know if they're completely gone or they just changed the way some of the things that they could go after. But one of the things that they were attacking was, you know, um, high interest lending, going after, yeah. you know, payday loan companies, going after. Yeah. Um, and if they're on an Indian burial ground or something, read that small print. Thousands of percent interest. Well, and so there's so many different loopholes and so many people beating the system. And, and the one thing I say is, is and I talked about um, it, how pool players have more angles in a geometry book. Yeah. I'm like, so, you know, you have to be prepared. People are out there trying to hustle you. That's just yeah. the way it is. I mean, yeah. and if you can't use a little common sense to say, yep. Yep. you know, to protect yourself from it, then shame on you. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's just something that it doesn't get said because no one wants to hurt anyone's feelings, but it's just the truth. Here, I'm beating myself up over my battery on my phone, right? Did you know that that's from their last uh, update? It's known that the last update that they sent out with, with for iPhones or whatever is burning batteries out. How so about what that? are you going to do about it? Well, what do you think you have to do? I ain't even paid off the i7 yet. Now the i8 and i10 is already out. So I've already had two phone, new phones come out since... And I'm still paying off my $950 i7. <laughs> I mean, how do you go to a $350 phone bill when I'm on $99 unlimited? And, and let me ask you this. How is this? Uh, you use too much of your data, sir. So we're going to slow your, your, your info down. Okay, dude, cool. Because <laughs> next time you buy a car, it's going to cut. The horsepower is going to cut in half. Two of them cylinders are going to quit working because you drove to your mama's house and drove too far today. <laughs> A car guy would go to prison if he did it. I'm telling you. Well, you're true. I'm not arguing. It's bull <laughs> caca. Because, I, I mean, some is, and at one point, and the thing that's, that's ridiculous is, is who's going to stand up to these companies? Nobody. Well, I mean, you can't. You I know mean, what I mean? They got just, everybody snowballed. Right. They could just yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah. They it's, got everybody there snowballed, and it's, you know, ooh, makes me upset, man. But, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. Until I want to start my own. Mobile cell company, I guess I just got to deal with it, huh? See, that's ultimate ownership. You that's just right. heard it firsthand, and that's the mentality you got to have. If you don't like it, there's one of two things you can either do. Accept it and deal with it, or go start one yourself. That's right. Yeah, be the red box to, to, to Blockbuster. So when I, I actually, and, and, and I hope that he's listening. I don't know that he's still alive even, but if he is, I hope he's listening. When I asked for a raise at Sherwin-Williams, I said, I want to be a assistant store manager, okay? <laughs> just want to be the assistant manager not even the full-blown manager just the assistant manager i'll move anywhere in the country i'll go to alaska i told him i will be the assistant they got twenty thousand stores i want to be the assistant manager and i'll move here and he says no we're just not gonna we're not gonna take you out you know away from your education right now 
I said, listen, man, the education's done. I don't want to go to school. Like, this is not for me. My store manager didn't go to school. The assistant manager didn't go to school. So obviously that's not in the criteria. So just make me an assistant manager. He says no. You know, and when you look at it and looking back, it's a blessing. Yeah. But for them at the time, I remember looking at him and I said, okay, then I quit. And he says, what do you mean you quit? I said, I quit. He says, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go open up a paint store. And guess I was the real manager then, you know, and, and just it's, that's taken ultimate ownership. And I remember he laughed and it's like, oh, well, good luck at that. It wasn't six months later. They called like an emergency meeting with all the, in, in the paint world, they have these regional, you know, salespeople. Yeah that handle big accounts. Well, I was taking them left and right. Yeah. So I, I'll never forget those guys. Name's Kelly. I'll leave his last name off, but he was like the chemical coatings dude. And, and he would, he won like the Hawaiian vacation every year for selling, you know, <laughs> however much. I, I got a story about a boy named Kelly. Go ahead. So anyway, he, uh, I'm, I'm walking out of one of the accounts that I, I did a deal with and I see Kelly walking in. I said, Hey Kelly, guess you're not going to make it to Hawaii this year, huh? <laughs> Because it was one of their biggest accounts, and I'd taken it from them. Yeah. So they had this emergency meeting, and they're like, this guy's going around stealing all of our business, because I knew what they were charging everybody, Yeah. which was they were way overcharging. Right. And I just went in and exposed it. I'm like- You're, you're an educated uh, competitor. I was an educated competitor. Yeah. And I remember in the weeks leading up to my departure, I mean, I'm like scouring the accounts, like, what are they paying for this? What are they paying for <laughs> And I, what what I will say is this: I never took any records of theirs. Everything I did was off memory. Mm. I'm like, well, I think they were paying about this. So boom. And one of the things that I think I did great at, and this is a good lesson to be learned, I could have undercut them by fifty cents, and people would have changed. That's just how the paint world is. Yeah. But I undercut them by half the price, because I I just remember when I saw the cost of paint for the first time, I go, I'm like, they've been ripping everybody off. You know, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I went in and I said, listen, I, I could have just came in a dollar or two less, but I want to just show you what I can really sell to you for. They were paying like eighteen fifty a gallon for it. And I told them I'd sell it to them for $5 and 75 cents a gallon. <laughs> the price was so low that they didn't believe me that it was the same stuff. So I had to give them uh, like a 20 gallon run. They ran it through their stuff. They put it through all the stuff. And with paint, they have uh, MSDS sheets, but they also have like these chemical, you know, breakdown sheets. So I go, listen, man, it's it's solvent, it's this, it's that. I mean, there's only so many things. So in here. did you do that just to build your trust factor and crush theirs? I wanted to build the trust factor and crush theirs, and I also knew that Sherwin Williams would come back and counter. And if you really get into a price war with them, I wouldn't win, right? Because they manufacture it, right? So um, I wanted them to feel like, hey, not only did I get you a better deal, but you've been really getting taken advantage of because there's never been any competition. Yeah. And I remember they came back. This is how strong of an offer they made them. They said, we'll pay you back what you've been overcharged for the last 20 years. <laughs> and the guy said, listen, as far as I'm concerned, you you know, you guys have basically stolen from us for that long. Yeah. He's like, I'm not, I can't believe that, you know, that it took this for them to figure it out. And, and they did business with me. But, you know, and, and I remember that. Man, I'd like to have been a fly on the wall when they went back to that office. Oh, can you that imagine? That chase, Jim. <laughs> right. Hey, just think, he could have just made me assistant manager. I know, right? I'd be up in Juneau, Alaska right now, <laughs> shaking up some <laughs> Stirring some paint. Stirring some paint. Uh, Sid Michael's with us. We promised uh, to talk a little bit about marketing. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts. And you, you, you said we're going to talk about the pink elephant in the room. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now what everybody wants to hear about. I mean, if if I'm in business, I know there's 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 two words that every single person 
really loves. What is it? Well, I'm going to save it for after the break. So you're going to have to stick with us to hear the rest of the story. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. In life, we come to expect certain things. Light bulbs light, tigers roar, bowling balls roll. But what if we came to expect something more? At Honda, that's just what we do. And it's led us to the new Honda Accord LX, a sedan as captivating as it is beautiful looking. In fact, it's our most sophisticated vehicle ever. With more torque and passenger volume than a Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima. With advanced safety and driver assistive features that come standard, like Honda Sensing. And a turbocharged engine with 192 horsepower. That's more than a Nissan Altima. Plus, the Accord has won Car and Driver's 10 best, a record 32 times. Clearly, it's time to change what you can expect from a midsize sedan. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer and test drive the Honda Accord today to see what expecting more gets you. Comparison made to comparably equipped models. Car and Driver, January 2018. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. the summer blockbuster sales event and it's the best time to buy at victory honda of jackson from now through the end of the month you can drive home any select vehicle in stock and you won't have to make a payment until 2019 that's right no payments until next year plus we'll give you 125 percent of the book value for your trade-in for complete details visit victoryhondajackson.com then come into victory honda on highway 45 bypass and drive home a brand new honda and make no payments until 2019 and get 125% of the book value for your trade. But hurry, this won't last long. Come in today for the summer blockbuster sales event at Victory Honda. With approved credit through Honda Financial Services, not all buyers or vehicles will qualify. Payments deferred by lender. Offer valid on select models. Offer does not combine. Plus tax title, license, and 499 dock fees. 125% of the black book wholesale value minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not valid on previous purchases. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 63018.
Take the money and run, Steve Miller Band. Steve Miller, great, great concert, man. I've been there, been to see him several times. You know, he actually performed for uh, at the last Honda show I was at. Really? Yeah, he was. What was cool is during the performance, he, uh, I mean, when at the, at the Honda show, it's, it was the National Honda meeting that we went to, and they show the products and stuff, and they have like this auditorium. So I'm like, well, that must be where we're where he's going to play. They did it right, like in the main. I mean, like you could just walk up to the stage and you're like standing there. He, I mean, he was fantastic. And the whole time he's talking about what I loved is during the show, he's a big guitar collector too. Mm-hmm. So he would say, you know, I bought this car, this guitar for $10 at a pawn shop, you know, in 1963. Mm-hmm. They had a trash can said, like with guitars and it said any of those are 10 bucks and he then he you know rips one of the songs on it and you're like that's awesome yeah and he was you know telling some, so, so some stories. honda at their national thing did steve miller yet your buddy had zach brown come to his wedding yes come on now <laughs> yeah come on now yeah <laughs> well you know that's i think honda just is a conservative company sure so, well i mean steve, steve miller is a great band to have for that i'm not putting them down i'm just saying Zach Brown's a force to be reckoned with. In fact, talking about music, can I can I not recommend a couple of good songs? Of course you can. And do they all have to be about money, or can they just be great songs? They can be great songs because you're here. That's this right. is free form radio. Music, we got no format. They let me play whatever I want. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I think pretty much whatever I want. So what do you want to hear? <laughs> you know who I love right now? I'm just stuck on. There's a couple people that are that are not real mainstream, so I think they deserve to get some radio play. Uh, uh, Drake White. Yeah, I like Drake White. The dude's got a voice, man. Which Just, song you want to hear of Drake's? And I'm going to cue it up for the next break. Oh man, you put me on the spot. Um, well, I, we got time. We got time. We can talk about marketing while you think about it. If well, you want to stew on it a little. Well, no, the, 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 the you make me look so good song. Okay, yeah. all yeah, right, yeah. I got. I, yeah. I can. I can handle that one. Dude, he crushes it. I love that dude. So uh, we're going to play a little Drake White on the upcoming break. But for now, we're talking about, as promised, the purple elephant in the room. 
If you want to get in on the action and share your thoughts, comments, or concerns, you can head on over to Facebook.com. It was a pink elephant. Ch- Chase is just choking it out, so it's purple now. <laughs> did, did, did I call it purple? <laughs> it wasn't out. You called it purple, but it was a pink one. Know. You know, here's what's f- funny. Let's just have a blue one. My mother can attest to this. I always got pink and purple confused when I was in school. Well, they call that dyslexia. Well, you know, I don't know what it was. I just knew it was <laughs> like, like I just, it's just one of those things. I, to this day, I get them mixed up. Sure. But if you want to drop a, drop a comment or question, you can facebook.com forward slash the chase channel show. If you're just now joining us, you can catch the replay tomorrow morning from nine to 11 right here on 93.1. Or as always, you can download the iHeartRadio app to your phone, type in the chase channel show. It puts it in your library. And then each week when the show's live, it'll shoot you an email and you can just click play, listen to your headphones or wherever you want us. And uh, I think I should do a contest for whoever sends in a, uh, a picture of them listening to the show and like the coolest place, get something. Absolutely, man. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes, it would be. I have a listener in New Zealand that messaged me this week on the page. So we're making our way around that, the world. That, that deserves to be mentioned, I think. That deserves to be mentioned. But I think that, it, you know, as, as we uh, increase the global footprint from right here in West Tennessee and Jackson, that uh, that'd be a cool contest, right? I think it'd be a great contest. I, I think anything that, that, that helps people, you know, get interactive or anything like that. I mean, you know, that's, that's always good giving back. What know? should the prize be? I think you should make them a Chase Channel show t-shirt. You know, that, that's a great idea. I think the, the show yeah. logo is cool. I think, the, <laughs> well, yes, you, you the know, logo is hot. It's cool, right? So, yeah. uh, so that's what we'll do. If you, uh, if you take a picture wherever you're listening to the show in the coolest spot, you're going to get a free t-shirt and I'll even autograph it for you. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So Sid Michael's with us. As promised, we're talking about the purple, pink, and blue elephant. So what's the two words? Everyone's dying to hear. Lead gen. So lead gen, lead generation. Now break it down for us because we got beginners that are listening. We got advanced and experts. Talk a little about the lead gen. All right. So you want some secret sauce. I want Sid's secret sauce. All right. I'm going to give you some secret sauce. With lead gen, I mean, you can always have, like, let's just face it. You can always go out and find some leads, right? And leads would just be data, which, you know, I've got tons of. But the data, right? So, you know, that's somebody who might be in the market or could possibly be, uh, you know, a good criteria, whatever it is that makes them qualified to be a good lead for your business, all right? Well, let's face it. There's a difference between that and somebody calling you and saying, man, I kind of like what you got. Tell me more. Right. I mean, what would you rather waste your time talking to? You know? Right. So the fact that you can warm them up a little bit, to, to, I call it incubate them. You incubate your, your leads to where they actually call you and say, hey, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you got. That's the difference. Now, when you're thinking lead gen, I'm not saying being deceptive, but let's take that box and throw it away and get outside of it. Okay. Yeah. First off, it, like if you're not building a list, not necessarily has to be an email list. It can be a, a, any type of list that you're talking about, but you need to be building a list of, of ideal prospects in your business, period. You should be collecting the emails also. That's, that's dinosaur. That's just been going on for 10 years. If you're not doing it, get off your butt and, and put that process in place no matter what. How about the guy at the golf course? He hammered us both for ours. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you yeah, know? He did. I, and I give it to him because yeah. they asked for it. I, I like – and, and trust me, I give them the account that, you know, gets 2,000 emails a day, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter. I give it to them because I'm proud of them for asking. Yeah. Because they need to collect that. And let's face it, if, if, if they got 20,000 emails and only, you know, 1,000 of them get opened, 
That's still a thousand opportunities at the drop of an email that cost you what? Zippo. Yeah, right? nothing. So, and I use a lot of email uh, lists, but let's talk about ways to build lists that are really simple that a lot of people don't realize is really list building. Yeah. Facebook groups. Facebook groups are definitely one. Facebook groups is a list builder like no other. And let's face it, a list of, let's say a list of people who like NASCAR. There is value to that, right? To somebody who is selling a NASCAR type product. Sorry, man. That's a SIDS hotline blowing up. Um, <clears throat> so there, there is a, uh, um, there is a, uh, uh, a hotline. I mean, excuse me. There is a uh, value to, to NASCAR. <laughs> but if they like, you know, if they like, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to use Dale Earnhardt because he ain't around anymore. But if they if they like, uh, you know, I, what's a race car driver? Jeez, I don't know any of them. Tony, I don't either. Tony, Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart. All right, he's smoked. gone too. Is he? Gone too, yeah, he's yeah. retired. Dale Junior's retired now. Is he? Yeah. Gosh, almighty. <laughs> well, I guess it's been a long time since I've been drinking in the infield. But you know, if if uh, one of these children or Denny Hamlin. Who the heck was that? <laughs> I think Denny he's still, Hamlin. I think he's still. It sounds like an omelet. We're going to have to get the NASCAR fans to hit up the Victory Honda. Yeah, line. really? They're, yeah, we just lost every NASCAR fan we ever had. <laughs> but hey, listen, so if they like, if it's a list of people that are actually into that particular driver and NASCAR, then that's worth a little bit more because it's niched down. Okay, man, I've got Facebook groups, everything from recipes to juicing for weight loss to, to um, you know, you don't want to do any copyright infringement, but I've got ones that are, you know, fan pages of Pawn Stars. I've got, you know fan pages of texas hold'em you know i mean i've got 60 or 70 different facebook groups and really all i'm doing is putting in a little bit of content to create you know the reason why they should all get together and and it's building a list so if i ever have an offer that falls into that reason then i have a good place to start you know i'm incubating leads to then put in some call to action ctas which we'll refer to them from now on you know you put a cta in there that'll do a call to action that'll actually get somebody to come out and say hey man i kind of like what you got whatever blah 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 right so first off, with lead gen, list, building a list is an absolute no-brainer. Plus, there's that connection. People buy from who? People. That they? Trust. Know, like, and trust. Yep. So to open yourself up, and even, even if you're emailing out, hey, went and, go, so, went and saw Mama this weekend, man, I tell you, I learned, you know, give them a story because people will connect with you. Right. Right? And, and that, that's always going to. Uh, you know, that's always going to make business a little bit easier and a little bit simpler, right? So any way that you connect, build list, or, you know, can do stuff like that, that is a great way to start doing lead gen. But we'll go further into it. Go ahead. What do you got to say? What are you messing with that board for? <laughs> well, I was just making some sound adjustments. Well, am I not sounding special, good? Special shout out to the uh, producer of the show today, Mr. Chase Channel, and yeah. our engineer in <laughs> studio, Chase Channel. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for myself. I wanted to thank you for my uh, myself. The uh, one of the things I was going to share with that, and this is a promo that I did for a Facebook page, um, and I just threw it out there, and wasn't exactly easy for me to fulfill, but it worked really, really well. Is uh, I talk about my friend Bill McDaniel. He's a Jackson native guy from right here in uh, Jackson, West Tennessee, and Bill is a world famous pool cue builder. Yeah, great pool. dude. Pull cue the thing that you hit the pool ball with to make it go in the pocket. Bill has pull cues, and uh, just so you can wrap your mind around the type of cues that he makes that sell for over $50,000. Yeah. So, I mean, they're intricate pieces of art. They have ivory. 
silver, gold. I mean, meticulous, amazing inlays. Yeah. Some of the most incredible. He's next level. Yeah, and, and his craftsmanship is, is second to none. And a super good dude. Super, super good guy. And, and Bill is, uh, I decided to make him a page on Facebook for uh, his custom cues, even though he's 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 talking about making a comeback tour and building a few, just a few select cues a year, you know, because he loves it. And he and, and I obviously would love to do that with him and to, to learn a few things from him while, while he's here with us. And uh, you, you know what I talked to him into last time he was here? The, the, the nineteen eleven grips. Yeah. Yeah. Sid's a gun collector, so he's going to get some Bill with, McDaniel with custom Bill grips. McDaniel 1911 grips. Get out of here. So, uh, so anyway, talking about the problem. That's called the only factor, my friend. Yeah, you would definitely have the only ones. Yep. The So I, I put up a page, and it's just, I put, you know, Bill McDaniel custom cues. Now, something that I'll recommend when doing a page is, is the first thing is get a little content in the page before you start adding people. That way, when you add somebody, they don't realize that it's just a blank, empty new page. They can scroll down a little bit, and it doesn't have to be a lot. I threw a couple old well, classic hang pictures. Hang on a second, for you to be able to add people in, they they can't have that blocked. And I happen to know that you have that block because I used to add you in on all my pages, so I looked like I had a few people, and you blocked that. I did. Yeah, you blocked it where people can't tag you or nothing. Well, you know, I just keep my privacy. Well, out there. I understand, but I'm just saying, man, that's that's why you add people in. You got your few friends that you can add in there, and. You know, Chase just took himself right out of that equation. I was out. Of, I'm out of the inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of the circle, bro. <laughs> but uh, so I, you want to throw a few uh, some content in there, throw a few pictures, add a few close friends like Sid's talking about. And then uh, the next thing I did was is I started posting what I thought people who followed him would find relevant. Some history stuff, some old classic photos that and, and that pulls on the heartstrings of nostalgia and of people that remember that generation and those times. So it was getting lots of comments and wow, man, you know, we, we love our Bill McDaniel cue. I shared a picture of my cue, which is one of the nicest ones probably he ever built. Yeah. And, uh, so people started posting pictures of theirs. And, and so as it built up, I said, well, if you add, I think it was 50 people, yeah. if you add 50 friends, you get a free shirt. You'll get a free, uh, Bill McDaniel t-shirt. Cool shirt. Too. Cool shirt. So I woke up in the morning and, uh, had 3000 members. <laughs> You know what that meant? That meant you you hit the nail on the head, man. You 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 connected with them with so, something that they would want. With something that they would want. Yeah. Now here's the cool thing. So I recently have, have you know ordered the shirts and got them in. When I did it, I posted the pictures of the artwork of the shirts and the hats, and then I put if if you want to buy one because now, I mean, I only gave away forty eight shirts right for three thousand people. Yeah. So everyone's going comment and how can I get one? Yeah. So I put, hey, for twenty dollars plus shipping, yeah, you can get one. Here's my PayPal link. That's right. And uh, hats. And then I had people blowing me up, going, "Can I get nicer shirts? Can I get a yeah. golf shirt? Can I get?" Yeah, because that, that logo was hot. I loved it. Yeah. So the shirts yeah. look great. The, the logo turned out great. But that's just a perfect example of an offer that then I'm serving to them. And of course, everyone that's getting their free one is yeah. is liking and loving on it there, too. There, there's only one way you could have done that better, Chase. How's that? You get a free shirt. If, if you add 50 people, you get a free shirt. All you got to do is pay the shipping. Yeah, I should have Then, then it wouldn't have cost you a dime. Well, I should have did that. I was kind of newbie I, at it. Hey, listen, there, I've seen some massive launches where people will give away a book. You just got to pay shipping. You know, it's $9 to ship. Come yeah. on. You know? Yeah, the book cost one penny in China to have printed. Yeah, well, not quite, but yes, close. Not Pennies. Pennies compared to 
you know, yeah. the cost. But I mean, and it also depends on what your budget is. And you know, the thing is with marketing is is you don't ever want to get caught where somebody figures you out like that. You know what I'm saying? So you can't be greedy about it. You got to be smooth about it. And sometimes you're just like, man, I want to legitimately give away a shirt, and that's cool, you know. But there's ways to to cover your 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 butt if you're on a budget, which most of us are. And then you know you can you can still sound just as cool. There's just you just got to think about it for a minute or call Uncle Sid. See when I, when I came up with my original offer, I was uh, I'm sitting there having a, a big time watching like a pool event and. Yeah, I used to just get bored, so I'm like on, you know, I, I watch pool on uh, at nighttime and and uh, having a few soldiers and uh, <laughs> and so next thing I know, I'm like, here I throw this offer out there. I probably would have thought it thought it through a little bit more, but uh, you know, it worked out and and you know that sounds like a huge offer and it is, but I mean, I think I got the shirts for five bucks, six bucks a pop. Yeah, it's a small, really, small price to pay for what you got. Right. Yeah. Right. So overall, it it was worth it. And but since we're talking marketing and business and strategy. The way to get around, if you want to give away something like that, right? The way to get around it, where you're, you know, it doesn't cost you a huge arm and a leg, and it's better than doing nothing, is you can say, "All you, I'm going to give you the shirt. All you got to do is pay the shipping, and you can cover the shipping and the shirt in the same price." But there's also something else that you shared with me. I'm going to just call you out on it because I think everyone needs to know. What? what was the term that you used for like when you put steps for them to do to get it? Oh, you talking about breakage? Yeah, yeah, you can do breakage. So adding adding breakage, and I thought that was really cool. Was yeah. uh, basically breakage would mean like, hey, add fifty people, fill out this form. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an exact example. One of the first things I ever promoted online to my list or whatever was uh, I promoted a LinkedIn profile. Somebody would you know do your LinkedIn profile, and if you pay pay somebody professionally to do your LinkedIn profile, you're going to pay around five hundred to seven fifty, right? And uh, we did it for 99 bucks. Now, I realize I got 50% of that, so the lady got paid 50 bucks. But I sold 2,400, or 24 of them for 2,400 bucks, right? And uh, so I made 1,200, she made 1,200. They had to fill out a form that just gave us their basic information in order to get it done. Three of them filled it out, even after paying the 100 bucks. So anytime you put any sort of like break stop like that, it's called breakage. That's that's how you can get competitive in price, right? Like if, if Sherwin Williams would have came back on you, let's say cost on that that paint was, you know, uh, five dollars, for instance. Let's say that was the raw cost. You could have said I'm four ninety five as long as you buy a paint stir, right? You know what I mean? Or I'm four ninety five as long as you buy a brush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because that's breakage. You you take less than you know what they're they're actually asking for to to get to get higher, uh, you know, to to get the better order or whatever. So, yeah, the uh, our our third co-host is uh you know causing a pooty <laughs> causing a scene. My cat likes to hang out in studio when we when we do the show. <laughs> she's sexy, isn't she? So <laughs> she's a good cat, and uh, I'm a cat person. So now now y'all know we're uh, we're here in studio with Sid Michael. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about lead generation and ways that you can improve your business. And you're going to play my boy, right? And then I got him queued up right now, so. We're going to play a little Drake. Check this out. Tell me if you don't love this song. A little Drake White for you. We'll this be back. This guy's awesome. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. In life, 
we come to expect certain things. Light bulbs light, tigers roar, bowling balls roll. But what if we came to expect something more? At Honda, that's just what we do. And it's led us to the new Honda Accord LX, a sedan as captivating as it is beautiful looking. In fact, it's our most sophisticated vehicle ever. With more torque and passenger volume than a Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima. With advanced safety and driver assistive features that come standard, like Honda Sensing. And a turbocharged engine with 192 horsepower. That's more than a Nissan Altima. Plus, the Accord has won car and driver's 10 best, a record 32 times. Clearly, it's time to change what you can expect from a midsize sedan. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer and test drive the Honda Accord today to see what expecting more gets you. Comparison made to comparably equipped models. Car and driver, January 2018. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. We, uh, this is to all you women out there. They're standing beside your man. You make them look a whole lot better by standing right there, you know what I mean? This is called making me look good again. Hey, y'all give it up for Drake's drummer playing guitar. We've never seen this before. Thank you. This is Adam Schwimm from New Braunfels, Texas, right here. He only knows this one song. I'm just kidding. He knows what's this song. Be 
living right, she loving me. Slips her hands right under my shirt. Oh, with those loving eyes, she pulls me back. Yeah, there you go, baby. Yeah, making me look good again. There you go, baby. Making me look good. That's how you should record that song, just like that, man. Just like that. Right like that. That's uh, a little Drake White making me look good again, just like the man said. You, Sid's in agreement that uh, it should be recorded just like that. That's the live version. Yeah. Just for awesome. Uncle Sid. Yeah, that was, that, dude, that dude crushes it. You know you've hit the big time when your requests get played on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> right? I guess that probably feels pretty good to hear that. Well, this is a show for the people, uh, you know, by the people. I'm like a modern-day Petey Green. Uh, yeah, Petey Green! <laughs> I love that dude. It was a great movie. If you've never uh, if you've never watched uh, Talk to Me, it's the Petey Green story. He was, uh, uh, I guess the word would be a shock jock in Washington, D.C. through the 1970s. But uh, the movie's fantastic. Ta- talking about a guy that didn't allow himself to be a victim? I yeah, mean, he, he owned came, it. He came from prison radio to yeah, his it. own, you know, night. Uh, his his uh, TV show was called uh, Petey Green's Washington, and yeah. he had his own uh, his own show. But a great uh, great movie. Uh, Sid Michaels with us. We're in studio uh, talking about uh, marketing, all things business, as always. But let's let's talk about owning it and, and stuff like that, uh, Chase. I mean, t- talking about that guy, man. If he'd have just made you an assistant manager, talking about like owning it. See. I've always been like that too. Like when people look down or didn't think that, it, you know, if people thought, you know, oh, that kid can't do nothing. I loved it when the, I loved being the underdog. There's just something about the it drive. It drove me. Yeah, it drove me big time. There's something about the drive behind proving somebody wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I mean, you know, and I think that, you know, I remember I felt that way about education. Yeah. You know, now it's people are starting to realize like education isn't even necessarily a great idea. No, it's not. Not always. I read a post today, and this is kind of funny, but uh, it was a friend of mine's daughter had put it on Facebook. But, but, hey, saying that, that's not the way we were. I mean, you know, I was taught you pretty much are a garbage man if you don't go to college. You know. Well, her post said something about um, baby boomers, you forced us to to, to take on 20-plus thousand in student loan debt. Then when we got, That's a cheap school. Then when we got out of school, you forced us to work for 14 
or fifteen dollars an hour as an entry level wage. It was like this whole thing. It was kind of funny, but uh, you know, I think education's good if it, if it's targeted, if you know what you're after, right. and you can if execute special, on the, on the plan. Specialize on something. Yeah, it's cool. all. But see, whether it's education, business, whatever it is, I mean, relationships. It's all about the execution. Yeah. You know, if you go to school but you don't execute on it, well, That's then right. it's a waste of time. That's right. Yeah, you're full. You fully. If you go to school and then left hand turn down, get yourself a psycho, you know, psychology degree. You're fully, you know, trained to be a bartender. One of my uh, my early uh, mentors and and uh, great man, uh, Doctor Marvin Parley, he was the pastor of uh, the church I grew up with, and his his son and I were best friends. That was John's father. Yeah, John's yeah. dad, good and uh, good 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 man, and uh, yeah. he always would tell me, and he he'd give this speech, and I can't, I think he had like a whatever his degree was, political science or something. He said at graduation, they got up and they said, if if you graduated with a political science degree with that and 50 cents, you can get yourself a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and obviously he went on to, yeah. to pursue other things and to, and to become a little bit more uh, targeted. And, and, and There's certain degrees that you need to be specialized in and, and, and certain degrees will help you get better positioning. You definitely get opportunities to better jobs. But, you, you know, and, and I'll, I'll change names to protect the innocent. I worked for a major corporation at one time, and uh, they didn't even verify education anymore because they got tired of firing all the good people because, you know, how many of them showed up, you know, two semesters early? Right. Yeah. Well, and I just think that overall, you know, education is great. There's some fields, and, and, and it's great if you want a job. If yeah. you, you want to work for somebody, yeah. hey, go right ahead. Well, I, I'm going to go out there and say something. I think if you want a job, you're kind of a sucker right now. Yeah. I, I mean, with all the opportunity and all the all the angles in business right now, where you don't even have to go get a business loan, you can start business with nothing, right? Literally nothing. Literally. You don't have to stock inventory. You can drop ship. You know what I mean? It's all positioning. It, you know, I think you need to get yourself a coach. You know, above and beyond positioning, it's a lot of branding. Branding, positioning? I mean, because, you know, with these dropship companies now, it's like you build yourself out of company. It's all about your reputation. Yeah. The branding behind it. I mean, there was, do you remember, uh, there was a board game that I watched. It was on like Shark Tank or one of these things. Called Monopoly? <laughs> no, but it was some game where basically the company had been a company, went out of business, and then this guy like found the drawings, you know, added a little new spin to it, gave it a little different name. Now it has like its own leagues and it's on, I mean, the thing's blown up. Yeah. And it's just funny because it's the same thing. Did yeah. the people just start liking to do it now? I doubt it. I no, think it's, it's because. the way they branded and the way they. The way they went to market with it, yeah. did the branding and, and the marketing side. So marketing is a key aspect to any business. I'll say this. When starting a business, you don't have to worry about the marketing. You got to worry about selling. Yeah. Because, you know, so many people say, well, well, we're just slow around here. We just don't. We just don't have any good marketing going you, you on know, right now. You know how many businesses go out of business before they even sold the first deal fighting over percentages? <laughs> it, that's, and, that's, and that's what I'm talking about. It's ridiculous because it all starts with marketing in the beginning is you on the phone making phone calls. I mean, that's marketing. That's right. You're, you're the market. You're building the brand yourself. You got you to turn it. You got to turn business. In, you know, you got to turn chicken salad. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And other chicken products. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but the uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it's all about the execution. And 
you know, on this show, that's kind of why, and when I use it as an example earlier, and uh, you weren't here for this, you may have heard it coming in, but I was talking about how I had the idea, didn't really know how, I mean, I don't know how to do all this stuff. I figured it out now to where I'm pretty good at it, but I just did it. I just said, I'm going to figure it out. And part of it's just, the, just moving in the right direction. Yeah. And you, when, and when, you the, when the water, when the water is deep, you'll swim. Like I, I look at, you know, the first time, for, you know, when I got thrown into business, right. I, I went into business out of ultimatum, right. Because the guy tried to pencil whip me and I pretty much said, well, I'm out of here if you do that. Right. Pencil whip for those of you who don't know. Uh, <laughs> I forget we use these just Chinese or some people. Yeah, p- pencil whip means like they they slash your pay. They so they, yeah, hit they you, don't pay what you think. You're they they get you with the pencil whip. Yeah, they whip you with the pencil. <laughs> well, I, you know, I did a super sale, right? You know, yeah, and uh, and I sent out twenty thousand pieces of mail in Virginia that told everybody they won five grand, and it was a typo. It's supposed to mean if your numbers match, you may have won five grand, right? Right. So, you know, and I had an alcoholic girlfriend that just absolutely fell off the wagon that week. I mean, there's a hundred different things that went wrong. You know what I mean? And, and it was the worst thing in the world. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking back now thinking, man, I was resilient. Like that was nothing. At least I was free. Right. You know, and, 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 and now I'm thinking, man, I can't believe I had such audacity and, you know, and, and, and like the drive to do that, you know, but it was that burning fire, man. I don't know that I have it today. Like I did then, but maybe just in different ways. Failure of fear. Yeah. You know, just having that, that when you, when, when fear drives you and you say, I don't want to fail. Yeah. Because there's just something about, you know, Ty talked about that last week on the show and how, yeah, he, he said fear of failure was, you know, and he was talking about how he never wanted to be a lawyer. He just did it because he basically in his mind, it was, I'm a failure if I don't do this in everyone else's eyes. Yeah. And that's enough to, to, I mean, to get him to the finish line. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's just, you know, in business and in life, it's all about those things. You know, you look at it and you say, what drives me? Yeah. And I always say, uh, everyone's different. Yeah. You know, like, like for example, uh, Sid has tattoos. I don't. So <laughs> the reason I don't is because I got a tattoo <laughs> is because I can't think of anything I'm so indecisive and so scared of like long-term commitment. I can't think of anything I would just want on me forever. See, I just don't care. I, I hate to use the word, but I guess that's why you can't screw with me. Cause I, I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, and you know, I've just, I think that's part of the reason why I'm probably still single, uh, <laughs> among that's, other that's things. That's also the reason why I'm still single. <laughs> well, and, but you know, I always look at things and I say, you know, how, because as people we're all so different, but yeah. you can find these, you know, these kind of, uh, Common grounds, if you will. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a secret about me, though, real fast. You know, I, I'm an artist at heart. Right. I really am. And the only reason why I became a salesman and decided I wasn't going to be an artist because my dad told me the only successful artists are dead. And I remember sitting in my basement while my dad was painting the wall and thinking in my head, well, that's gone. Never going to do that again. <laughs> I mean, he killed art right there. But I, deep down, man, I really love art. Like, I, I, I think it's so vulnerable and... and just it's so honest and 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 it's putting yourself out there and letting somebody judge you you know what i mean that's really exposing yourself opposed to having a tattoo or you know any other reason you want to sit there and try and put somebody down to make yourself feel better you need to check yourself the second you do that anyway sid is so uh doesn't care what people think that you took what guitar did you take and you like spray painted it (laughs) 
Dude, I customize my tailor, man. I mean, he takes a tailor guitar that costs I don't know how many thousands of dollars, <laughs> and he spray paints it. It looks good now, boy. <laughs> I mean, just no one would do that. Nobody would. Nobody would do it. But sit, no. but but leave it to Sid. We're going to take a short break. We're hanging out with Sid Michael in studio and our other co-host, Putty, my cat. So uh, if you want to get in on the action, you can. You can head over to Facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show. If you're just now joining us, you can catch the replay tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> or as always, you can download the iHeartRadio app to your phone. You can listen to it. If you have an iPhone, you can also just click the podcast button, type in the Chase Channel Show, hit play. And there's over 26 hours of amazing content for you to listen to. Are we going on another for break? Free. Yeah, we're taking a break now. What song would you like? We got to do another Drake White. Another Drake White. Can't you see? So for the rest of the show, Sid's the DJ, so we're going to let him play. I love it. Uh, this you, guy deserves this. Technique. You want a little Marshall Tucker cover, huh? That's right. Yeah, That's dude, a compromise because I, I like Marshall Tucker. It. He crushes it. Though. All right, here you got a Drake White, a little Marshall Tucker. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. In life, we come to expect certain things. Light bulbs light, tigers roar, bowling balls roll. But what if we came to expect something more? At Honda, that's just what we do. And it's led us to the new Honda Accord LX, a sedan as captivating as it is beautiful looking. In fact, it's our most sophisticated vehicle ever. With more torque and passenger volume than a Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima. With advanced safety and driver assistive features that come standard, like Honda Sensing. And a turbocharged engine with 192 horsepower. That's more than a Nissan Altima. Plus, the Accord has won car and driver's 10 best, a record 32 times. Clearly, it's time to change what you can expect from a midsize sedan. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer and test drive the Honda Accord today to see what expecting more gets you. Comparison made to comparably equipped models, car and driver, January 2018. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
hole in the wall Saying, babe, I'm gonna crawl inside and die Oh, then later That mean old woman, Lord Why, she done told me goodbye It's like the Drake White Hour, a little, can't you see, a little Marshall Tucker cover by your man Drake White. Dude, tell me that guy doesn't just crush it. I love that kid. I mean, he definitely does, uh, he, he, I mean, that, that, that version of it's one of the best covers I've probably ever seen. Yeah, it is. Hey, you know who else I love? I love to death, and I know we're going to uh, play my other guy, but there's a guy named Matt Anderson, the big guy. Yeah. Man, that dude, that guy's a prodigy. So let's talk about this. How much more do we like big people just because we're big? Well, I give them a plus one because they know what it feels like <laughs> to f- travel and forget a belt, and they can't even get a belt anywhere. <laughs> if there ain't a fat man shop, you're screwed. You're going to Walmart and getting a shoestring. Sid Michael's in studio with us, and uh, we're just talking all things business, talking about marketing, life, and the things we do each week. Uh, we appreciate everyone that's uh, tagging along. If you've just now joined us, you can jump in tomorrow and hear the replay from 9 to 11. Right here on 93.1. And Sid, I got to tell you, that song, um, if I had a nickel for every time I heard Marshall Tucker on that jukebox in the pool hall, <laughs> I'd be a rich, rich man. 
talking about pool hall, tell us, tell us one, tell, tell us some of the sickest hustles you've seen inside a pool hall. Cause I'm sure you've seen some pretty creative stuff. Oh, I'll tell you the, uh, you know, there's, there's so many great ones. One of the ones, and this, this isn't a pool hall one. I'll tell you a great pool hall one, but one of the best hustles I've ever heard of, there was a guy named Titanic Thompson. Okay. There's a book called the man who bet on everything. Yeah. And in Titanic, I mean, he was a turn of the century guy, uh, allegedly, you know, killed five people with his bare hands. I mean, this guy was just, you know, so anyway, there was a guy who was, was it written by himself. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, but there was a, there was a guy who was like his road dog who was real young at the time, but would like drive him to these places. But anyway, he would bet on pool. He'd bet on, he could bet he'd throw a needle up and stick a fly to the ceiling. Yeah, and I mean, he'd bet he could throw a playing card out the window and he'd turn around and come back and stick on the window. Uh, I mean, he just had, he was a prop better that just un- unbelievable. But um, he was a golfer. So one of his hustles was he would play, he actually played golf better left-handed than right. Yeah. But he was as good as anybody else right-handed. Yeah. So he'd beat you out of the money right-handed. And then he'd say, listen, you know, I feel terrible about, you know, beating you. So just so you can get your money back, I'll play you left-handed. <laughs> then he torch him on the on the next round but his uh that book is incredible and i mean the stories i just feel like when you just set the scale of I mean, this dude's killing people on river boats you know i mean this what just, does he got to kill people for if he's beating them out of their money well too? because that comes with the territory with these hustles i'm just telling you it ain't always easy to get out alive yeah okay. i mean when you when you walk into i used to go into a place and uh it was called uh snake eyes and when you'd walk in, I mean, they didn't like you already because you were from the opposing town. Yeah. They knew that you were as good or better than everyone there at pool. Then you walk in and beat them and take their hometown prize and walk out the door. Yeah. I mean, it just, there's a lot of times where. Snake eyes, where the women are women and the men are too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, I mean, it was a rough place. And just, just to set the, you know, the, the, I mean, they had like a pot belly stove in the back that heated the place. I'm sure that didn't meet the fire codes. Yeah. But, I mean, it was one of those places the fire marshal didn't even want to go to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you go into... Uh, Sounds like West Virginia. It is. <laughs> Dub V, baby. <laughs> but, you know, there there were so many, uh, you know, being on the road and playing playing pool on the road and, and, and uh, you know, getting in these games. And, of course, when you've got no money, you don't feel like you're hustling. You feel like you're surviving. Yeah. You know, like shame on them. They they're because here's the thing I hate about the word hustle. If you got hustled, it's because you thought you were gonna win the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So it's okay if you win it and hustle me, but it's not okay if I win it and hustle you. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? It's kind of a two way street yeah. there. We're talking victims again. We're talking victims again. But uh I mean I've seen uh, one of my favorite ones in a in a pool hall is uh this guy you take uh basically you say you take a beer. Are you giving us the secret sauce of the hustle? I'm going to give you one good one. This is one that you don't even have to know how to play pool when you can do, and it's a great one. Basically, you take uh, you take two guys, and you say, listen, guys, I'll bet you that I can drink this beer, uh, or, or you can even say two beers if you want. You say, I'll drink these two pints of beer, but faster than you two can drink those two shots. And uh, they'll go, well, you're on. How much you want to bet? Right? I mean, two pints of beer to two shots. I mean, it's a no-brainer. And you say, but listen, here's the deal, guys. No funny business. You can't, like, knock mine over and tell me I got to lick it up off the floor. So you can't touch my glasses and I can't touch yours. Right. They go, okay, okay, you're on. Yeah, you, you, there's no way you're going to win this. You, you drink it and you put the glass over the Drink top. it and you put yeah. the glass over top. Because you have to say the only other catch is you got to let me finish my first one before you two start. Okay, yeah. sure, deal. Right. 
So once you're done with your with your first pint, you just set it over top of the other guy's shot. Then you yeah. can pick up your beer and take your money and walk off. Yeah, you went and hustled me on that. Well, that's because I've probably showed it to you before. No, no, it's because I've been around. I've been around the playgrounds. So tell them about because I don't know if, if anyone knows this about Uncle Sid, but he used to hustle pool cues out of a. When I did you were, when you were when you were at the you worked at a pool hall, right? I did. Yeah, it was a twenty four hour pool hall. He was down there selling moochies in Atlanta back in like the early nineties. Well, not by choice. But I was homeless, man. Yeah, yeah, I screwed up, you know. And and uh, he, what happened was it was a place called Al's Billiards, and Al was a degenerate gambler, whatever else. And he, uh, I go, man, I mean, these people are coming in here playing with your, you know, your bananas. <laughs> these sticks are all warped and stuff. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, he goes, well, man, I owe the Russian a thousand dollars, you know, and I lost it in the blackjack machine or whatever. And he's like, man, if you pay back the thousand dollars to the Russian. He goes, you can have this whole case, and it held about twenty cues. And he goes, I've got a, uh, I've got a line of credit with Atlantic Billiards, gives us forty percent off all the cues. I went, line of credit, hell, I'll take them all, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, um, uh, yeah, true story. I, I did twenty nine hundred dollars worth of pool sticks in nine days to get myself out of my tent in the woods next to the Ingalls grocery store. So, for those of you who didn't hear that, Sid was homeless. I was, and lived in a tent uh, by the Ingalls grocery store. And I'm going to tell you right now, homeless is a choice. Tell us about that time. Well, I mean, you know, I screwed up. I thought I was cooler than cool. How humbling was that? Very, very. Still had a girlfriend, though. A couple. Would <laughs> they visit the tent? Yeah, they spent the night with me. Yeah, man, that's how I, that's how I consummate them as girlfriends. <laughs> oh, so you definitely deserve some coffee for that. Coffee's for closers. So, uh, you so. Can, if you can get the date to come meet you at the tent, I do. Listen, it was it was said a three man tent. It wasn't a three man tent. It was a half man tent. My legs <laughs> hung out the door. <laughs> oh, it was cool. awful, man. So nine days in, you sell twenty nine hundred dollars worth of cues. You Dude, get when somebody walked the- in that pool hall. They didn't stand a chance, man, because I was four-squaring them, just like a car deal. I'm like, man, are you trying to get your game better? You can play one of these bananas off the wall. <laughs> Seriously. And, and, dude, sometimes I would take a stick in on trade, and I'd sell it to the guy on the table next to him before they even left. That's so funny. Yeah, man. So they, so you could get them off the bananas and onto the straight cues. Well, if you want to start better in your game, and these kids started playing, you know, there wasn't no big action like you played. I mean, there were some $2 tables, and there were $5 tables, you know? I mean, you try and get up the $5 table, then you go back on the twos after playing the $5 players and just crush them, you know? Well, one of the one of the funny things about, uh, you know, being on the road and, and pool stories is obviously, you know, pool's been around forever. Yeah. I mean, they... they, they well, find- we, we use pool to talk about it, but, you know, it's really just street smarts in life. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, and, and I think that... So many of those lessons I learned in a pool that that I use in life. It, it, it it's more dangerous to be, you know, uh, what, what's the, the proper word where your parents kind of over protect you? Sheltered. Sheltered. It's worse to be sheltered and book smart than it is to be uneducated and freaking street smart. I'll I'll put my money on the street smart guy any day. I'm gonna tell on my dad um, just because I know that. Uh, my mom will probably still be mad at him when she hears this, but this is kind of funny. So I skipped school and I was playing pool and my dad comes walking in the pool hall. And of course I'm like, Oh man, this is not good. Rod's about to wear you out. Huh? Yeah. I'm like, this is not good. I mean, here I am supposed to be in school. I'm back here on the tables playing $10 a game, you know, just beating whoever walk in the door out of 10 bucks. And, uh, 
he I don't even think he said anything to me. He he walked back there and just kind of looked around for a minute. And he just left. He gave me a hall pass. I never heard from from mom, never got in trouble. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and uh, I think I think I might have mentioned it to him later on and he said, "You know, I just want to make sure you're all right and didn't, you know." That's strong as death. Isn't that cool? That, that's weird. He's about to get it from my mom, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that blows me. I love older people, man, because they're wisdom, you know, and they can say so many things in a few words. Did you know that my uh, my mother wrote my dad a dear John while he was in Vietnam? No. He came home like he never got it. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's manly to me, man. I mean, that's just baller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just act like you never even got it. There's just a, it's just a different, uh, you know, before. no verification, no explanation, no, what the heck were you thinking? I didn't get it to this day. We don't know if he ever got it. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's either, I, I guess he didn't get it probably because, <laughs> because <laughs> man, think of the security of that. Even what Raj did with you. I mean, the security of what, you know, he did what he had to do. He knew what he was doing and boom, that's what it was. He didn't need no explanation. Man, that's manly stuff, man. I love that crap. Yeah. It was, uh, I would always get out of small engines in the morning from the Votech and then I could dip down. They opened at 10. See, you went to go, you, you skipped school to, to go play pool. I used to skip school to go fishing. Well, I did my fair share of fishing, but once I, I but I'd hustle bug, them in the fishing just as quick as the pool hall. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> well, you know, so here was my racket back then. And this is, this is a good one to know is I would walk in and they only had uh, two hourly tables. And then there was two other tables in the back, but they were like basically touching each other. They were terrible. Well, I would rent the balls to, to both tables. And when somebody come in, I'd just be sitting there and they'd walk up and they'd say, you know, we, we'd like to play. And they'd say, oh, that guy back there's got the balls. So they come back and they go, hey, man, you know, can we get the ball? I'm like, sure. We're playing 10 a game. Once you win, you can do whatever you want with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the funny part was like half of them are with their wife or their kids or I mean, and they're like then they're, they're almost like they're going to play you just to prove a point to whoever's with them. Yeah. So, you know, I'd usually, I mean, I'd just smoke because you, you mean, there's no re, there, you, there's no reason to try to hustle. You need to win. Yeah. So I'd break, run. I'd be like, you got that 10? Okay, great. You want to, oh, here, here, rack them up again. A lot of them you'd get 20. I mean, I remember this one guy goes over and his wife's just giving him the eye, you know. So he comes back over and he says, uh, let's play this one for 100. And I said, are you sure you want to double check with your wife? And I mean, I was just <laughs> brazen and confident at this time, man. I, and he says, no. Nah, well, I beat him out of that, and then uh, it was so funny because his wife stands up, hands me the the money, and just storms out of the place. And I go, well, I don't think that went over too well for you. And he's like, we're supposed to be getting her a new pair of shoes today. <laughs> Here was the best part: that guy showed up the next week, ready to play again. Like, there's some people that the competitive side, yeah. they're like, this guy is not going to keep getting me. Yeah, I love that. I got him forever, but you know, yeah. Well. I always say, if you look around the room and you don't know who the sucker is, that's right. It's you. That's right. <laughs> so, but you know, life in the pool hall. At Still, time, I yeah. like that if he had enough nerve to come back and try and win. That's that's me. Yeah. Yeah. You can make fun of me all you want, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the knowledge out of it. That's how I got the bug to play was because I remember I walked in there the first time ever, didn't understand nine ball, didn't know what a money game was. There was five or six guys playing a ring game, and they said we're playing a dollar on the five, dollar on the nine. Do you want in? I said sure. I had my my uh, graphite cue from Kmart. Yeah, on my back. Yeah, the graphite cue. Yeah, I screw it together and I'm like, uh, I never even get a shot. 
I had twenty dollars my mom would let me use. I was out of the twenty and I said, Man, I said something popped up. I gotta get rolling. So I uh roll out the door and I remember going home and I was so furious that I lost. Yeah. That the next day I was like, Hey mom, you know, can I get some money for for some food after school? And she's like, What happened to that twenty dollars? Well, you know, I had to get my Brittany something too, my sister and Yeah. Okay, here's twenty more dollars. So I'm back down there. I played till my twenty was gone. And the great part about it was, is I knew the faster I win, the longer I could play. Yeah. Then it became where now I'm not only just getting to play all day, but I'm leaving with money. Yeah. You know, and then I'm leaving with a hundred, then I'm leaving with two hundred, then I'm leaving with four hundred. And when you're sixteen years old and you leave with four hundred dollars, you just won playing oh, pool. Yeah. I mean, you've, you're rolling. You, you you're feel rolling. like yeah, you're a millionaire. I yeah. have. All I needed was MTV Cribs to come to a photo shoot. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it's uh, it's so funny. And I a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he hung out a pool hall. I mean, there's like this negative. It's just like being a salesman. Yeah. You hear all this. People just, there's so much judgment that comes along with it. But it's because. Dude, we, we, we would do drive-by fishing, man. <laughs> people wouldn't give us permission to fish on their lake. We would literally drive by and like fish it as fast as we could see if we couldn't pull a lunker and go like i'm sitting here thinking you know these people are calling the cops we're running from the cops you know what i mean of all the things kids could be doing to get in trouble we're drive-by fishing <laughs> I mean, what the, you know that's hilarious yeah. sid michael's in studio with us we're talking about uh, business and life and the things that you learn we gave some uh, some good nuggets when it came to marketing and uh, i want to i do want to talk a little bit more about some um, some important things that I look at in, in marketing because I, I promised I would. And uh, one of those that I really wanted to focus on this week is uh, talking about call tracking and how we do call tracking in the phones process. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, how we do the recording of the calls, the companies that I, that I use personally that do call tracking, that do recording, that do coaching on it, and all those different things that go along with it. But we're going to talk about that and some other marketing strategies and uh, man, we're almost out of time, but we got we got we got a little more. Are we gonna do one song? For the we're crowd. gonna do one more song. Yeah, what song you want? I, I I love that Matt Anderson guy, man. But let, let's play the guy that you liked so much, the uh, uh, Mark Bouchard. Mark Bouchard's uh, this guy's voice, Edge of Heaven. Yeah. All right, I like that. One. I think we'll, they need to hear that. We'll cue that one up for you. Yeah, so we'll, love it. You're you're gonna enjoy this uh, Edge of Heaven, and uh, we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back. Awesome. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. In life, we come to expect certain things. Light bulbs light, tigers roar, bowling balls roll. But what if we came to expect something more? At Honda, that's just what we do. And it's led us to the new Honda Accord LX, a sedan as captivating as it is beautiful looking. In fact, it's our most sophisticated vehicle ever. With more torque and passenger volume than a Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima. With advanced safety and driver assistive features that come standard, like Honda Sensing. And a turbocharged engine with 192 horsepower. That's more than a Nissan Altima. Plus, the Accord has won Car and Driver's 10 Best a record 32 times. Clearly, it's time to change what you can expect from a midsize sedan. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer and test drive the Honda Accord today to see what expecting more gets you. 
Comparison made to comparably equipped models. Car and driver, January 2018. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. of heaven mark broussard i hope that's how you say it i hope so too because i can't stand when people mispronounce names well at least i said it with conviction you know 
said it like I really how like killer I really is meant that, it. How killer is that guy's voice? I mean, it's incredible. I think that, I mean, it's, I tell you, you don't realize how many talented people there are in the world till you jump on like YouTube. Right. I mean, it's I like, love that, man. It's incredible. Hey, hey, listen, and if I'm not here next week, you got to promise to play Matt Anderson because that kid deserves it. You you got it. I promise I will. And uh, the listeners will hold me accountable. So we'll make sure that we do. Sid Michaels in studio with us. Uncle Sid, we're talking about business and marketing and life. If, uh, if you're just now joining us, uh, you can always catch uh, the replay tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1. Or as always, uh, we're all over the internet, so you can check us out on iHeartRadio.com or you can check us out on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, YouTube, as well as uh, a few other places. But if uh, part of taking action, just to give you an example, because so many people can be intimidated by technology. If you want to listen to the show on the app, it's real easy. You pull up an app store, you type in iHeartRadio, you press download, you make a profile which takes a whopping 10 seconds with an email, your name, and you hit, you know, accept. You press the big magnifying glass, you type in the Chase channel with two N's and two L's show, and you click it with your finger. It's that easy. So take action. You can listen to the show. It'll shoot you an email each week and let you know when the, uh, the new show's up and live, but uh, you can always join us. As promised, and Uncle Sid, you know all about this too, is uh, I wanted to talk about marketing, but one of the things I think is really, really important that gets overlooked in business is tracking the calls. Now, what I mean by that is, A, tracking what your people are saying, but B, also tracking what ads are working through call tracking numbers. Now, call tracking numbers, so if you don't know, Basically, you can go to a company like Call Source is one that I use, and you can say, hey, I need a call tracking number. And then you assign that. You tell them that this is for, as an example, the billboard. And you can even give them a specific location if you want. This is billboard on Highway 45. And then on that billboard, you put your ad and you put that phone number. Then let's say you run a radio spot with 93.1. You call Call Source and you get a tracking number and you say, I need another tracking number. This one's for... 93.1 and I want to use that number so then the ad has that phone number in it the reason that we do this in business and uh, that I do it I don't know that a lot of people do it and they should is a it helps you track where your marketing dollars can be spent most effectively where you can reach the most amount of people and it sounds so simple but one of the biggest things in business you usually have a couple ways of getting clients one they call you Two, they send you an email. Three, they actually just show up and walk in. Well, we all know how we treat people when they get there because we're there for that. But do you know how your people are answering the phone? Do you know how long it takes to, when somebody transfers a call? The little details make a huge difference in business. And I just really want to bring that to light. I take it a step further. I use a company called Phone Ninjas. They're a training company. Uh, Jerry and his crew, they do a fantastic job. They score calls for businesses and dealers all over the world. But what Jerry and the, 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 his company does is they have coaches that we give them our scripts and what we want our, our people to say. They then listen to the calls and they pause it and provide coaching. They'll say, you know, great job on that introduction, Chase, but remember to do this, this, and this. Goes back to the call, goes back. At the end of the call, they give a little code word. They'll say your code word for this one is, is whatever, Honda Accord. You then type Honda Accord in and it shows you that your, that your associates have reviewed that call. So that way, you know, when the calls are unreviewed, you say, hey, you know, Jimmy John, why haven't you uh, answered the, you know, reviewed your call? 
So they have to sit there and listen to themselves, sound bad or sound good, plus our management team always reviews those also. To take it a step further, we even play some of those calls in the meetings and said, how is it if you're in a meeting and you have a bad call that gets played? <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. So no. all of a sudden, everyone's trying harder and making a, uh, you know, literally just by doing it, your calls get better because people know they're being listened. We have a little sticker that I put on every phone in the in the dealership, and it says, smile, you're being recorded. Really? Yeah, so it's on every phone in the store. That way, when you pick up that phone, guess what? You know you're being recorded. It's game time. And one of the things we say is make sure you smile while you're on the phone, you know, yeah. because that, people can feel it. People can feel it, and yep. they, they know it's happening. But uh, that, Hey, I think, uh, do we got a minute to talk about phones? Yeah, sure. All right, because I, I think people, you know, they, they, they misunderstand the, the true art of, of phone you know, it is an art. Big time art. I'm great at it too. Yeah. I mean like re reciprocation, like for instance, I'll give you an example real fast. Hey, so uh, do me a favor. Like instead of going, what's your phone number? I'm calling you right back. Put my hands on that truck. You right. know what I mean? Instead you would say something as easy as, Hey, Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to give you my phone number. You know, that way for any reason you're not make our appointment that we got set for Friday at two 15, I'm going to give you my phone number. For any reason you're going to be late, will you call me and just let me know? Great. Now, what's your phone number so I can do the same for you? Right. It's reciprocation. Big time. That's the best way to ask for a number. And people just leave out the small things because they want the least path of least resistance, and they don't take the extra time to be great. One of the things that I say, too, and I always say that it's is don't ask weak questions. Right. So, like, if I'm on the phone and you're with me, I'm going to say, uh, and what was your first name? Sid, great. And your last name, Michael, fantastic. And what's the best number to reach you at? I'm not asking, is well, is it okay if I get your phone number? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's not. No, ain't right. wrong. You're not getting it. That's it's right. never going to happen. Yeah, if you, if you sound like you're hesitating, that red flag is going to go up and go, why is he hesitating and scared to ask for the question? There should be a reason I should be nervous about this right now. Exactly. I always yeah. hit him with that. I'll say, and, you're, and the best number to reach you, great. And is that your cell phone? Yeah, and if I miss you at that number, what's another number I can reach you at? That's right. Fantastic. Yeah, coming across confident and, and sure of yourself really helps. And, and the biggest compliment you can ever have is, and we never buy on our first time or we, we, you know, we don't know why, but we trust you. And you know, that's good. Thank you. And you know what? I truly believe that I gave them a better experience and, and, and a better deal than they could have got anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? That's really what now could they could have got maybe a little bit better price if they went and got the brakes beat off of them and did whatever, maybe, but I guarantee they wouldn't have had as much fun and wouldn't have felt as good when they left there as they do with me ever. Yeah. The, the confidence makes it so much easier because they feel like they're dealing with a true professional. That's right. They're like, this guy knows what he's doing. We There's nothing. We may as well just let him know all the information because he can help us solve our problem. That's right. Versus if they say, well, well this guy doesn't know what he's talking and, and about. And when they have a problem, what do you say? No, no problem. problem. That's right. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Sid Michael's with us. We're, it looks like we're about out of time. But uh, before we let you go, just in case you don't make it to next week's show, I mean, you've become just kind of, a, it's really the Chase and Sid show now. <laughs> well, I expect my hair on that logo next time. <laughs> but it, well, you cut all yours off. Ah, well, I messed up trying to cut it. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it, <laughs> it's too funny. Yeah, well, it happens. But yeah. if uh, what's your favorite thing been in Jackson uh, since you've been here? What do you mean, my favorite thing? Well, we give, us your, give, us your, give us your favorite food since you've been here as an outsider. My favorite food since I've been in Jackson, Picasso's. Yeah, Picasso's is solid. Yeah, they're just solid. Good service, too. Only place to even pulled the tail off the shrimp so far. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Sid gives uh, Picasso's his, uh, his his two thumbs up. So uh, And good service every time I've been there. There's always been sweet, 
you know, girls, bar- bartenders that when both times we were there, the one little Polish girl, she was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She was good. Yeah. Nice. Good, good people over there. Yeah. If, uh, if you're just now catching us, uh, I'm sorry that you missed the best part, but you can always catch the replay tomorrow from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1. Or as always, you can head over to facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show. Uh, one of the texts that just came in on the Victory Honda text line while we were talking says, don't separate Uncle Sid and Chase, the best show. <laughs> we might not let him leave. We'll have to kidnap him here in uh, West Tennessee. Well, then we got to bring Mama up here because I ain't leaving her alone. <laughs> Sid Sid is down in in, uh, in Florida, right? Jacksonville. Yeah, right outside of Jacksonville. With his with his mother, and uh, make sure that she's okay. But uh, we appreciate you listening. And and if you uh, you miss the show, you can always go to iHeartRadio.com and catch it, or type it in on your iPhone. And as always, tomorrow morning you can catch us right here on ninety three point one. Well, that's it, man. You got any final words? <laughs> your final show. Give it up one time for the Chase Channel Show. Sid should have done voiceovers. Until the same time next time, we'll catch you all next week right here on 93.1. See you later. You've been listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to hear fresh new weekly episodes. For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, the Chalk of Jackson. In life, we come to expect certain things. Light bulbs light, tigers roar, bowling balls roll. But what if we came to expect something more? At Honda, that's just what we do. And it's led us to the new Honda Accord LX. A sedan as captivating as it is beautiful looking. In fact, it's our most sophisticated vehicle ever. With more torque and passenger volume than a Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima. With advanced safety and driver assistive features that come standard, like Honda Sensing. And a turbocharged engine with 192 horsepower. That's more than a Nissan Altima. Plus, the Accord has won car and driver's 10 best a record 32 times. Clearly, it's time to change what you can expect from a midsize sedan. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer and test drive the Honda Accord today to see what expecting more gets you. Comparison made to comparably equipped models, car and driver, January 2018.